program and is not live. Thanks for listening to WORT 89.9 FM, Madison. Good evening, everyone. This is Dave, your host, and you're listening to Query on WORT 89.9 FM, the area's longest-running, independent, LGBTQ radio show. Today, we're speaking with Amy Owen from Beatrix Productions. Welcome, Amy. Hi. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So let's dive right into this. Can you tell us about your upcoming show, Nutcracking, the holiday (laughs) classic with a circus twist? Thank you. Yes, I am doing Nutcracking, which as folks might guess is an interpretation of the Nutcracker Ballet and the circus twist it has on it will be a lot of circus performances. Instead of doing the traditional ballet dancing, this will be aerial dancing, stilt walking or stilt dancing and flow arts like hula hooping. I personally have been doing aerial dance since 2005 and circus is a really fun format for storytelling. This is my fifth Circus Nutcracker interpretation, but it is my first Nutcracking version and my first time putting the show on in a theater setting, so I'm learning quite a lot. I've written an original story to go along with the circus acts and characters, and the original story, if you think about it, is pretty problematic in a couple of ways. I much more enjoy telling a different reinterpretation of the characters and a new plot. And in this story, all those weird ethnic stereotypes in the show become sea creatures and locations. I love that. I know. (laughs) That's awesome. It is also really fun to kind of play with gender a little bit in the recharacterization of the roles. So, for instance, we have a papa seahorse instead of a mother ginger. And in the original mother ginger, it's kind of an Irish stereotype about Irish uh, Catholics having a lot of children. And it makes a lot more sense and is just a lot more fun and respectful to instead have a papa seahorse. And because seahorses actually birth their all male seahorses birth little male, little seahorse babies, we we can have them kind of coming out of the skirt is how it is traditionally done in Mother Ginger in a way that is more coming out of the pouch and we can kind of celebrate Ah. yeah we celebrate male nurturance and birthing um of new life in that way instead of a weird ethnic stereotype (laughs) no i I mean i shouldn't laugh but i mean that's that's so cool it needs to be done more often you know and there are there are a lot of things in in theater and dance and musical theater that like really just don't age well but we have the capacity to retell the story and highlight things that we we think are funny now or we think are important now you know we don't have to stick to the ways that stories were told a long time ago and the power relationships of who got to tell the story and be represented well in a story back then right because i think things are meant to be interpreted right I hope so. I certainly have been. Absolutely. (laughs) There are also some subtle themes about anti-capitalism and anti-colonialism a little bit in the show, in the way that the villain is depicted as the rogue ringmaster in the story and plot. So folks will get a kick out of that. I'm kind of watching him, watching him plot through through the storytelling. Um, artists also can be taken advantage of sometimes when they are pursuing their dreams. And sadly, there is some exploitation out there that people have to navigate. 
Uh, so there's a little bit of a labor rights theme in there as well, just just a hint. I have to say I've been really disturbed by the rise in anti-trans and anti-queer and also specifically anti-drag legislation lately. And then Nutcracken in this show talks about changing form and all the malicious intent that is assigned to him by the outside world when he's really just helping people transform, be free, and find their own magic. He's not actually a monster. He's really just a cuttlefish. Oh. Yeah. So you need to go on tour. Like, this production needs to go to Florida and Tennessee. <laughs> like, they really need that. Yeah, maybe we can go perform it in the middle of the Capitol Rotunda. There seem to be a lot of people who are out there who are afraid of the freedom and power of our capacity for transformation, but we we need that power as individual people and as a society in order to grow and feel at home in ourselves. That's good, because, I mean, children need to see these these things. Thank you. I will say that this is a pretty creepy show, <laughs> so all the themes are pretty subtle and it does stay age appropriate. It's not scary. It's not dangerous. It isn't scary. It really isn't. Um, and but kids get the idea of a greedy villain taking advantage of people, and they definitely identify with a main character who has big dreams. I will say there are no battle scenes in this show. There is enough battle going on in our real world, in our our actual realm. Um, there are no death scenes. There's not a rat king. Um, so just so folks know, there it's a little bit different in that way as well. There, There's a lot that I can do to reinterpret, and I have more creative license to show the drama and the conflict in a way that, um, you, you know, just doesn't have to call up some of the very difficult real-life events that are happening in our world. So there, that'll be a little easier for for families, I think, as well, too, because sometimes the Rat King can be scary. <laughs> it's very important to have a night to come watch the show and escape all of the craziness that's going on in the world. Yeah, you know, I'm really trying to thread that needle of, you know, people see these themes and they're familiar and they're referencing kind of some of the things that we're struggling with in our, our own realm, our own real world. But also it's fun, it's bright, it's colorful, it's age appropriate for kids. You know, the heroes win in the end, just like we want in, in the real world, however you might interpret heroism to be. And it will be a nice escape for folks, and you will get to travel underwater with Clara as she is journeying to find her magic. So what was the inspiration behind the circus twist? Oh, so I was actually out hiking on the ice on Lake Monona last winter, and I was remembering this the kite festival that we used to have. I think it was kind of right off of um, Menona Terrace for a couple of years. And there were all these beautiful kites. And my very favorite kite was a squid kite. And how fun it was to watch it fly in the air and all of the tentacles behind it. And all of a sudden, my you know my brain just clicked on Nutcracking. So I've been waiting for months to kind of. The, have the big reveal of the title and it, it's you know it's funny because until you see the poster that has a squid on it not everybody is quite understanding that like yes I'm really referencing the the classic cryptid monster of a kraken <laughs> uh, I love that yeah and that's why it has all the underwater themes as well that's so cool uh what about like uh the visual spectacle of it what can people expect to see 
This is going to be really fun. There is a lot to see in this. Um, I think folks are really going to love the costumes best. My partner, William Grant Turnbull, is a public sculptor and has a couple of pieces around town. But he ha usually he works in metal, but he's been working in other materials for this show. And he's been working hard on some custom design costumes. So he is creating seahorse heads and tails for Papa Seahorse. And a starfish headpiece for the Candy Cane Sea Star piece for the Russian dance. And an LED, um, sorry, an LED jellyfish costume for our Waltz of the Sugar Plum Jelly. Ooh. Yeah, it'll be really fun. I've got a little sneak peek of the seahorse heads in their first um, prototype form on my social media for Beatrix Productions. If your listeners would like to check that out, they're really cute. <laughs> You'll also get to see Clara as a mermaid. And yes, with the tail on, you cannot walk in it. So that's quite a spectacle. And last but not least, of course, there is a nine-foot inflatable nutcracking costume with many, many tentacles. <laughs> ben Smith, our nutcracking, and he is such a champ. He's been, you know, practicing with the costume. And, you, you know, it's quite an art to be able to move in it and walk in it. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see him. Have you done several run-throughs? No, actually. This um, is pretty independent. So folks are practicing on their own. Um, and we will come together for the dress tech. So dancers really have a lot of responsibility for this. The dancers are creating their own choreography. So it'll be really fun to come and see that you know original choreography created by the dancers. And they're also actually editing um, their own music in some cases. So I will assign them kind of a role and a song, but which of those songs they want to use of the many versions that are out there um, and exactly how the costume looks is kind of co-created uh, as well. But so I, I will assign them certain roles and certain pieces and sometimes, you know, an apparatus and sometimes it's a little bit um, more up to them which apparatus they want to dance on. But they are doing a lot of independent rehearsals on their own. And then we'll come together for dress tech. So they're working really hard. Wow. So the first time you'll be seeing it, we'll be at the dress tech. Yep. Like all together. <laughs> yes. Wow. It'll be a lot of fun. So let's talk about music. And the music plays a significant role in theatrical performances. What kind of musical arrangements have you chosen for this show? And how do they enhance the overall experience? Yeah, that is certainly true. Music is such a powerful element of our emotional experience and also how we experience a show. Um, so the dancers are cho choosing some arrangements that they like of their specific song that they are assigned to and sometimes editing them. And though there are modern versions of several of the Nutcracker songs that we've used in some of my past productions, this year the music will all be classical instrumental versions. So I've also thought a lot about the ways that music conveys tone and character, and, and some of the music in The Nutcracker is just really too challenging for me to want to use and just needs to be left in the past, in my opinion. Um, so specifically, like the Chinese dance, or tea, as it's also called, just does not feel like a respectful representation of Asian people. So even if the choreography and movement quality in a dance for, to that music portrays characters respectfully, there's... There's just something about the music that feels like it's depicting a caricature. It just feels really infantilizing, so we're not using that. That makes sense to switch it up. Yeah. 
since you're sort of re recreating it. Well, and, you know, it's a, an interesting thing as a director and producer to really think about, like, what can I reconceptualize and have be fun, and what do I just need to leave behind because it it just isn't it just isn't going to convey what I want to convey in something I'm producing. It's interesting because I wonder what like someone's seeing it for the first time, like a child who's never seen Nutcracker, then sees this for the first time, what they're going to think about it, like if they would see original Nutcracker. They're going to be really confused, <laughs> I have to admit. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is audio storytelling kind of in between the dance pieces. So I will kind of explain the plot that I've written and the characters as I've written them. But all those children who are going to the traditional Nutcracker Ballet and some of the other venues at another place might be kind of confused as to why there aren't any seahorses and where the ringmaster is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is especially funny, actually, if you know the the Nutcracker story and kind of some of the inside jokes like Papa Seahorse being Mother Ginger or that um, the Russian dance is also called candy cane. And so we have a candy cane sea star that's an actual creature in the real world playing that particular piece. Is it more like satire, your version? Yeah, it, yeah, it's a pretty campy themed show. It's pretty silly. Um, though we have a few more serious themes in it, that's mostly portrayed kind of in the storytelling of the Nutcracker, just trying to create a realm in which people can grow and be free and develop into the forms they want to take and find their own magic, which I think is a fantasy we would all like for a real life. For real. <laughs> yeah. So you were saying that you have a role in the production as well, like you read to the audience? I will be, yes. So um, Austin Brummett, who is a great local actor, was reading with me um, some of the parts, and I will read some of the parts as well. So you'll hear both of our voices for the storytelling. Austin is also playing our rogue ringmaster, so you'll get to see him on stage as well. And he's a great local costume designer, so I highly encourage folks to um, book him for his, his many talents, in fact, for your productions around town. But there will be storytelling in between. So if you're wondering what's happening, I will let you know. Don't worry. The, you know, the, the kids will get the story because there will be some descriptions and plot and character kind of in between the dancing. Uh, let's talk about the collaboration with Thumb Prairie School District and the choice of the venue. Yes. I am really excited to be having a show in a school district venue. Um yeah, it's, which is great. And this is a brand new venue. The Sun Prairie High School, the West High School is new and they finished it in 2022. So um, there's actually been a little bit of a challenge making sure that people know to go to the West Performing Arts Center when you search it. Occasionally, the one at the East High School still pops up. So go West, everyone, like like the old band from, from the 80s and like <laughs> my dating myself. Or like the, the Pet Shop Boys. Yes. Go West. Go West. Go West. <laughs> this is Prairie West High School. Um, it is beautiful and comfortable and has accessibility options for both seating and hearing assistance, which is really important to me. And it's easy to get to, easy to park at. The parking is free, so there's no hidden cost to attend there like there can be sometimes. And it is just a really comfortable and accessible venue. 
I and some of the cast and crew navigate some disability symptoms in our lives, so we want folks to be able to share the experience with us without those barriers in the way that can happen sometimes when a venue is not accessible or it's not as easy to take advantage of the accessibility, even if it might be built to be ADA compliant. Especially at a school, an older school could have issues. You know, the other thing about having it at a school is that no alcohol is sold. And so for folks in recovery, there's a lot of alcohol swimming through holiday events. And if folks aren't comfortable with that or some families just don't want that around their kids, this is at a school district. It's, you know, there will be no alcohol or tobacco on the, the campus grounds. So it's, you know, a really easy, safe place to come to a show and just have a good time for folks who would like to not be around alcohol. That's such a cool thing to mention. It's so important. Yeah, a lot of people just don't drink these days for a number of reasons. And, you know, sometimes it can be a lot less fun to go out to shows, see music. It's late at night. Somebody's spilling on you, you know. <laughs> no one likes that. No one likes that. Yes. So this will be a 3 p.m. matinee. So plenty of afternoon time to get there. Um, if you're coming in from Milwaukee or Chicago, you can actually get there pretty easily. And coming in from Madison, it's also very easy. So I am also getting to know some Prairie audiences, and that's been fun. WORT is a media sponsor of the show as well. So I'm really happy and proud that WORT is partnering with me in that way. Was there any negative feedback from Sun Prairie about like the gender mixing? Oh, funny. Um, I have really had a supportive experience from the folks who are working at the venue. Um, you know, and the thing is in schools, they serve everybody. They serve everybody, all children with all gender identities, you know, and it's not going to be something that's a surprise to them if there are some sort of themes with you know, switching gender or transforming or taking a different form than you maybe even want to be taking. So yeah, I've only experienced support and I, I let them know that, that there were themes um, in there. There were kind of light themes that were supportive of queer and trans kids and a little bit of anti-colonialist, anti-capitalist theme in there as well. So where can we get uh, tickets? Ah, thank you. Well, I do plan to do a ticket giveaway on December 4th on the Morning Buzz show with Brian Standing. So stay tuned to WORT for that, that morning. SPPerformingArts.org will give folks more information and a ticket link. SPPerformingArts.org, if you search for that. The show is about an hour with intermission. And if you are a Sun Prairie High School student, there is a discount. Tickets are $16 for youth 12 and under and $22 for adults, but also $16 for Sun Prairie High School students. So thank you for sharing your theater, Sun Prairie High School students. It is reserved seating this year, so the sooner folks get their tickets, the better and for your seat. And every seat in the house, really, it is a really great seat. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about Nutcracker? Perhaps some behind-the-scenes insights or what they should look forward to? I think folks are going to most look forward to seeing fun costumes, really amazing, impressive aerial dance performances, um, and just having a really good time while getting to listen to some of their favorite music. Um, it's going to be lighthearted, but also touch on some themes that are going on in our real world right now. It's so important to keep talking about that stuff. Yeah, and to also make it accessible to all ages because, you know, they're growing up in this world. And as kids, 
you know, they they have to navigate it without adult levels of coping. That's true. Well, Amy, thank you so much for sharing all this information. It's been great. I've had a really good time talking with you. Yeah, this sounds like such a great time. It is going to be a good time. And I hope that your audiences are are enjoying it. The, you know, every time I've shared about the name, people start laughing. And, you know, a lot of people know the show. So um, this genuinely will be a completely different interpretation of the Nutcracker than you've ever seen before. Nutcracker, the holiday classic with a circus twist on December 10th in Sun Prairie West. Head West. Yes, not Kraken, head west. You've been listening to Query. Coming up next, This Way Out on 89.9 WORT.
Going on now until December 7th, the Madison Area Transgender Association, known as MADA, is its third annual Holiday Trans Care Package Drive. The Trans Care Package Drive creates care packages for trans, non-binary, and gender expansive adults by taking donations from you, the public. Things like individually wrapped snacks, gift cards to grocery stores, chest compression garments, fleece blankets, flannel shirts, and more are welcomed. To make a donation, you can visit the Facebook page by searching MADA Holiday Trans Care. You can also visit outreachmadisonlgbt.org slash donate and select Madison Area Transgender Association. If you are interested in receiving a care package or would like to see a full list of acceptable donation items, call 608-255-8582 or email gabe at lgbtoutreach.org. That's the Trans Care Package Drive from now until December 7th. Keeping you connected to your community all year round, this is WORT 89.9 FM and WORTFM.org. Do you find yourself more enraged with every news headline? Do you have crippling anxiety when you see pictures of starving polar bears on melting icebergs? Are you shaking your fists at every new threat to bodily autonomy? If you answered yes to these questions, we have an answer for you. Her Turn, WORT's Feminist News, airs every Sunday at 11 a.m. and the collective is looking for new volunteers to join us. No previous experience needed, just a commitment to feminist news and a willingness to bring more women's voices to the radio. Call 608-256-2001 and say you want to volunteer on Her Turn. Turn your anger into action. Turn your anxiety into hopefulness. Turn your discouragement into power. Volunteer with Her Turn right here on WORT Madison and make your woman's voice heard. Gertrude and Alice were creating and recreating their lesbian relationship before and during the first two world wars. Both Jewish and lesbian, they could have been killed.